the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the Bible, there are three institutions that were created by God, and they are family, church, and state. The Bible doesn't contain information on how to uh, run or lead a business or a school or a hospital, but the Bible is jam-packed, filled with information on how to lead a family, a church, and the state. And we're going to begin today on uh, Study Verse by Verse, a brief series on just one of those institutions, the family. Welcome to our broadcast. I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And you can share the fact with us that you listen to the broadcast when you go to that website. We would appreciate that information. Here's Pastor Leighton. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. If you're a visitor with us, we're glad you're here today. We're taking a break from our study of Colossians to focus on the need for strong uh, marriages and families and to dedicate our families to the Lord. This is Family Dedication Sunday. Oftentimes we dedicate the little ones, the newborns and so forth, but today we're going to dedicate all of our family, whether they are grown and mature or they are children or they're yet to be conceived, they're a future generation. We're going to dedicate them all to the Lord. We are going to declare by faith, like Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm so thankful to God that my children have turned out so well. Uh, Sterling and Crystal have both chosen Christ. They've chosen to marry Christian spouses who love God and His Word. They love church and they love, uh, and, and you know, that's not always the case with uh, the children of pastors because uh, many pastors' kids have been turned off to church because of the way the church treated their parents in ministry or the hypocrisy of their parents living one way on Sunday and a different way the rest of the week. But Jenny and I have been blessed that Crystal and Sterling love God, love His Word, love His church. And, I, and I've concluded that one of the life's greatest joys is knowing that your family is good with God. Uh, it, it brings such a sense of peace and satisfaction to know that your children know and love God. But not everyone has been blessed in this fashion. And one of the things that people oftentimes ask our pastors to pray for is a grown child or grandchild who has either never known the Lord or drifted away from uh, the faith in God into a destructive and godless lifestyle. They might they might be youth, they might be in college, they might be married, they might even be married with children themselves, but they need God. And this world is filled with distractions that want to keep us from seeking God. And, and these have been lured away by the attractions of this world, and mom and dad are concerned for their spiritual well-being. Well, today we want to dedicate them to the Lord. And, and there may be some among us who didn't become Christian, didn't know Christ until their children were already full-grown and, and on their own, and they never had the chance to introduce their children to Christianity when they were young, and, and now that the children are independent and the, the parents have very little influence in their life. And in some cases, may, prayer might be the only option that's available because the children have cut off contact 
with mom and dad. And mom and dad don't have any idea of where they are, or how they're doing, or what they're doing. And, and all they can do is pray. Well, if that's the case, then pray. Pray diligently, pray daily, pray continuously. Today, we want to dedicate them to the Lord. And when we say that, what we're asking is we're asking the Lord to bring about circumstances in their life where they wake up and realize that they need God. And we need to understand that when we pray this, we might be inviting God to take them through some very deep, dark valleys in life. Because it's often when people are in those deep, dark valleys, they recognize they need God and they seek God with all their heart. But we're going to pray because we know that God does all things well. And we're going to pray as well that God heals relationships between parents and children. And then when children are younger, they're still under your roof, you might be able to speak into their lives, but you really need to do it with a great deal of wisdom. And I've known far too many occasions when Christian parents believe they're doing their duty as Christian parents when in fact all they're accomplishing is exasperating the child. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Colossians 3, 21 says, Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. The words uh, exasperate and bitter are also translated provoke, aggravate, irritate, and so forth in various translations. The point is, don't do it. Uh, the Amplified Version says, Fathers, do not provoke or irritate or fret your children. Do not be hard on them or harass them, lest they become discouraged and sullen and morose and feel inferior and frustrated. Do not break their spirit. Do not break their spirit. I have heard some Christian parents say, I've got to break this spirit. And what they're referring to is the rebellious spirit. Don't break their spirit, direct it. Direct their spirit. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. And how I wish more parents knew and understood the importance of this guidance from the Bible, because I've seen way too many cases of parents that think that they have broken a rebellious spirit of the child when actually all they've accomplished is repressing it, is pressing it down sufficiently so that once the child grew to independence, all of that accumulated resentment exploded. And they left the family, they left the church, sometimes never to return. Ideally, our goal is not to break the spirit of the child, but to redirect the child's spirit, to seek and find pleasure in serving and loving God. And it takes incredible wisdom to raise children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I believe that it takes more wisdom today than it ever has in human history because there are so many distractions in this world for children and young people. And in order to have that kind of wisdom, you've got to pray. And you've got to ask God to guard your tongue and only say things that bring glory to God and influence that child towards godliness. We need to read lots of good Christian books on parenting. Not just one, but many. There is wisdom in a multitude of counselors, mentors, teachers. 
You see, the Bible's written by God, but books are written by men. God is infallible. He never makes mistakes, but men always do. And if we get caught up on one book, we're going we're to capture whatever the fallacies are that that author has, has, has come into. We need to read many good Christian books on parenting so that we can glean biblical uh, principles. Another thing that we need to do is, is to get into fellowship with people who have raised godly children. Build relationships with these people. Learn as much as you can about parenting from godly parents who've gone on before, and that way you don't need to repeat their mistakes. You can make some new ones because all parents make mistakes. And that kind of fellowship can be accomplished in, in growth groups. A new season is commencing shortly, and be watching the bulletin for information on that. But we need to get into fellowship. And then we need to, we need to take lots of biblical classes on parenting. And I'm, and I'm told that a class is being prepared for September or October. I don't know the details, too many details on it yet, but be watching the bulletin uh, for information on that. But, you know, you don't have to wait for September or October because the church has paid the price of subscribing for the entire congregation to Right Now Media. We wanted all of our congregation to, ben- to get the benefits of this. And, and Right Now Media is filled with Christian entertainment, including entertainment for kids like VeggieTales, and, and video training for nearly every area of Christian service, including parenting. So there's information there. Uh, contact the church office, and they'll get you signed up for free because we want these resources to be available to our church family. Family dedication is a commitment by a parent or parents to offer their child or children to the Lord. And if the child or children are young enough, it includes dedicating themselves to raising the child for the glory of God. If if the child is fully grown, then it means praying steadfastly for their salvation. Because no parent can choose salvation for their child. Every one of us has to make that decision for ourselves. And when children are mature enough to understand that sin separates them from God, that Jesus died for their sins, that Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through him, then children are ready to make that decision to follow Christ. So family dedication is the parent's commitment to pray for and to the best of their ability raise or influence their child or children in godly ways. Family is one of three institutions that were created by God. In the Bible, there are three institutions that were created by God, and they are family, church, and state. The Bible doesn't contain information on how to uh, run or lead a business or a school or a hospital, but the Bible is jam-packed, filled with information on how to lead a family, a church, and the state. God established marriage for the welfare and happiness of mankind. But you know, there are some people who think that marriage was created by society as a way of managing the transference of property from one generation to another. They believe that marriage was created by society and therefore it can be recreated, redefined. Humans did not create marriage and family. God did. And he's the one who provides the definitions and the guidance. He knows how to make it operate best. And when marriages and families are doing it God's way, then welfare, well-being, happiness is the product. You know, you and I are here today because we, have, we believe that God knows better, and we're here to find out how to do it God's way because we're here to study God's Word where He tells us how to do it. But, you know, many Americans, and, and particularly the young ones, are not so likewise convinced. 
A report by University of Virginia's National Marriage Project had the following conclusion. Less than a third, one out of three, only one out of three, high school senior girls and only slightly more than a third of the boys seem to believe that traditional marriage is more beneficial to individuals than the alternatives. Two out of three, three kids coming out of the public schools believe that alternatives to God's design for marriage are just as valid or more valid than God's design for marriage. Did you catch that last comment? It was a little confusing. Two out of three believe that an alternative option to God's plan for marriage is perfectly acceptable. We'll have more on this subject as Pastor Layton takes us through a recent message delivered to the congregation at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. If you appreciate this kind of teaching, you'll find it every Sunday in the pulpit at Church of the Highlands. They're on the web at highlands.us. You can, of course, get directions to the church on the website, and the service times are listed there as well. That's highlands.us. And please remember, we're a nonprofit outreach, and if you'd like to participate with us as a financial partner. You can give safely when you go to this ministry website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for being with us today. We'll come back tomorrow with another edition of the program and continue to talk about the family as Pastor Layton opens the Word of God and helps us study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.